the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is the AV Profession, episode 61, Change Management. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support. This is Tim Albright with the AV Profession looking at the business of the AV industry. My name is Tim Albright, your host. Uh, with me today is an old friend, uh, Jason Griffin uh, from One Vision, Vision Resources. Welcome, sir. Tim, thanks for having me. Good to see you. Absolutely. Uh, you and I have known each other a long time, and, and you've you've bounced around the country since I've known you. I'm I'm pretty much in the same spot. Um, previous episode of this, we we we've talked with you and and, and Joey Kolchinsky before about a number of different things and, and the way you guys help folks. Um, but we, we were talking with with Joey in the previous episode about that the 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 shift in in getting customers, your customers, which are integrators, uh, primarily residential integrators. Um, to move into a, a model where service is is a revenue source, right? And, and getting to that, and that is certainly something that, that folks have been have been looking at um, as a revenue source as as margins have gone down uh, over the last ten or fifteen years. I want to talk with you though today about that that shift. Joe used the the, the term um, mental model, right? Getting getting the the dealers to change their mental model and how they're looking at, at service. Let's say though that I'm I'm a I'm a dealer I'm I, I own an integration firm, and I wake up today and I'm like you know what yep I'm there my my mental model has has my mental model has changed, sitting there in my bed. I gotta go change my business though I've gotta change my people I've gotta change our processes. How do you do that without completely obliterating the foundation of of your business? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big question and, and obviously a really important one and a, and a difficult one um, all the same. I think you know one one of the big things that I would uh, point out uh, n- number one, sort of first and foremost, is that really in my experience in our, in our experience at One Vision, when it comes to fully adopting a more service centric mindset, I'll call it uh, the hard part, the hardest part. I mean, there's a lot of hard parts, but probably the hardest part I would say is 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 not the learning it's not learning the new mechanisms um that you have to put in place it's unlearning the old ways of thinking and so like joey's alluded to um in, in the past episode that you guys did um, ultimately if your sort of vision of service is of one it, as a necessary evil right it's just something that we do to sort of keep clients from you know screaming too loudly until their next project uh, then no matter what you do uh, it's always going to be sort of tainted by that by that viewpoint versus if you're able to sort of shift your mindset and get your team on board with looking at service as a true sort of competitive differentiator uh, that's number one and I know that that's that's very abstract but I think to to make that more concrete like it really starts with just sort of mindfulness and awareness about the ways that those perceptions are kind of coloring um, how you approach service and if you sort of are able to wipe the slate clean and say, look, if we could do this all over again, if we could just start fresh and look at service in a fundamentally different way, um, what would that look like? And sort of paint that vision for your team um, and then break it down. Start small. Um, decide on w- w- what's the, the first sort of baby step that we can make um, towards that process. 
obviously, uh, we'd love if you called us at One Vision, um, and we can certainly uh, sort of help people along that journey. But if you're out there trying to do this sort of on your own, you know, big, huge believer in in the power of of starting, you know, think big, start small, um, is something I, I say frequently. So you want to paint that big picture vision um, for yourself and for your team, but then you really want to break it down into individual steps. So what what's one thing that I can do today? Well, maybe you need to get a terms of service in place. Uh, that's number one. That's a very foundational element. So can you sit down and just block 30 minutes on your calendar three days this week to just start chipping away at that? Uh, maybe you need to figure out your service plan structure. So can you spend 30 minutes sort of researching or reaching out to other people in the industry who have done it and really just you know breaking it down into those very small steps, but all aimed at sort of this bigger picture vision of making service a more integral part of your differentiation strategy of your uh, profitability plans. Um, it, it all starts with that big picture vision and then breaking it down into really, you know, small sort of micro steps. I want to hit on something here before we, we move on. You, you mentioned the, the you know, uh, terms of service for a second, you know, uh, breaking that down into 30 minute blocks for three or four days. Is that something that, that you found helpful when it comes to helping people kind of um, attack big problems or attack big task like that is breaking them apart and saying, you know what, you, you don't have to solve this today. Solve a portion of it. Solve, you know, this section. Give give me 30 minutes today and then give me 30 minutes tomorrow. Is that is that have you seen that being helpful for the vast majority of your clients? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I th this really solidified for me many years ago when I was a project manager um, in the industry and and anyone out there, I mean anyone in the integration business, but especially the sort sort of project managers will appreciate that you know oftentimes one of the most difficult things about uh, that work is that it never feels done um, there's always something <laughs> that you're uh, that you're battling with and so I, I really started gravitating towards how can i break this project down into really discrete sort of milestones and check things off the list And what i noticed when i started doing that was that the effect uh the sort of dopamine hit that you get when you you know check something off of your list is very real Right. And I yeah. make fun of myself. I'm the type of person who occasionally I'll write something down on my to do list after it's already done just so I can check it off. Uh, right. And I think that there's That's you, cheating. You know, Come on. <laughs> it's it's silly and it's kind of ridiculous. But, uh, you know, the reason that 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 I do that and the reason why I think it's so important to break things down um, into small pieces is that there's a, a real momentum that happens when you start building that way. And so again, I think setting these smaller milestones and saying, okay, you know, we want to put a comprehensive service program in place. What are all of the things that we need to get done to do that? And then let's find some of the more simple things, the straightforward things that are part of that list. Let's let's decouple those from the rest of it. And then let's break those down even further and just say, okay, you know, by the end of this month, we want to have uh, a basic terms of service uh, drafted that'll sort of get all of our clients on the same playing field. That'll make clients understand that we have very standardized ways of providing support, of billing hourly, of providing different membership benefits. And let's make that the first thing. And then let's check that off and let's see what we learn as part of that process and then use that momentum to sort of jump into the next big chunk of work that we need to get done. Um, because you're not going to get all of this done in one fell swoop. Um, it's many months of, of hard work uh, to implement, you know, to, to completely overhaul um, all of this. But you can start iteratively. Um, another thing that we do very quickly is like, oftentimes if we have to make changes or, or help our partners sort of make changes, existing partners make changes, um, we'll really decouple like new clients versus existing. That's another great way to look at this. So if you're thinking about starting a service program, 
it's very easy to get bogged down in, oh my gosh, like how on earth are we going to go remanage all of those expectations for these hundreds or thousands of clients that we've serviced over the years? And that's that's a big thing to break apart. So maybe just focus on new clients first. Like how can the next project that we sell, can we sell a service plan on the next project? And what do we have to do to get there? And then you use what you learn from that process to inform the next step and you just keep building on top of that. Wow, absolutely. Really, really quickly before I let you go, what's one or two things that, you know, before somebody starts this process that you have found is a consistent hurdle or, or something that just comes out of left field for the vast majority of folks as they're doing this process, as they're bringing this to their team and them and their team are, are, are kind of helping go through this process? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that it comes out of left field per se, but the, the number one thing by far uh, that comes to mind, and, and I'll actually tie this back to the whole idea of unlearning. So sort of wiping the slate clean and coming into this with what some people call the beginner's mind. Um, I think the number one biggest challenge that I see people struggle with is their own sort of anticipation of the client response. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of fear and uncertainty around how are my clients going to react to this? I've been servicing my clients for years, sometimes decades under this sort of best effort model where they just call my cell phone and I do my best to take care of them and that's that. And now I wanna to move to this more formalized approach where I'm gonna require everybody to sign a terms of service and I'm gonna have memberships if they want after hours access and blah, 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 blah. And oh my gosh, how are my clients gonna take that? And almost invariably, uh, we find that the vast majority of clients are very understanding of this transition. Uh, a lot of your clients as an integrator are entrepreneurial, they're business owners, they're C-level execs, like they understand the mechanics of running a sustainable business. And we hear feedback all the time from clients where they'll be on the phone with a member of, of the basic support team and they'll make comments about, oh, this is really clever, this is smart, I'm glad you guys are doing this. Um, and so generally speaking, like it's important to remind yourself that um, your clients are not monolithic they're not all gonna have the same response. Uh, every client's gonna have a, a slightly different response and that the odds are uh, most of them are gonna be generally positive. You're always gonna have a vocal minority uh, who don't necessarily like it. And there are ways around that. You can put them on a membership complimentary and still require them to sign the terms. Uh, you know, you can discount it, you can do a lot of things. So don't let those fears and those that small minority of very vocal clients hold you back from doing what's best for your business moving forward. All right. That's a good place to start. Jason Griffin from One Vision Resources. Thank you, sir, so much. Uh, how do people connect with you or One Vision Resources, sir? Yeah. Uh, One Vision, the best way is our website. So onevisionresources.com. And then me personally, uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter at Jason Griffin. And also uh, just search for me on LinkedIn. I'm active over there as well. All right. Thanks so much, Jason. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others, including a number of monthly programs, including a look at control and automation with the state of control and education with EdTech. All that and more on aviation.tv. It's aviation.tv. 